The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. Well, good morning, church. For those of you that are here with us this morning, and for all of you who are online, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. We are in the third Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of Joy. And our Advent series is Restoration. And so our Advent text this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 6 through 8, and then 19 through 28. John says this. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you a prophet? He answered, No. Then he said to him, Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? Then John said, I'm the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent by from the Pharisees. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Why then are you baptizing if if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? And John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know. The one who is coming after me, I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. And this took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Let's pray. Father, as always, we give you thanks for your word. For in many seasons of life, we know that it is our life and we depend on it. In other seasons, we forget that. But today, we ask that you give us ears to hear. We ask that you give us hearts to follow. We ask that you give us lives to obey. God, I ask for the gift of your word to this group of people. We pray in the name of Jesus, your word to us. Amen. Do you remember the good old days when we used to be able to go to the movie theater and watch a movie? You know, you get to go in and get the big, large bucket of popcorn with extra butter. And then you get to go in and watch the big screen, which is so big And the sound is so loud that you feel like you are actually present in whatever is happening in that movie. When we encounter the scene of John, it feels like a movie. I'm one of those that when I go to the theater, I like to show up early. Not just because I want to get a good seat, because... Usually I show up at times where the, the theater's not packed, and I don't go see movies that often, so I don't have to go when it's 
like the first showing of the movie. But the reason I like to go early is because I like to catch all the previews. Anybody else like the previews? I like the previews because I want to watch and see what's coming out. There's a level of expectation and anticipation and excitement that when you see a good preview, some of them aren't that good, and you're like, nah, not that one, not that one. But then occasionally, you'll see a preview, and I'll nudge one of my kids or my wife and say, we've got to go see that one. In our text this morning, John, John the Baptist is like a preview. He's like a preview of the coming attraction. And in fact, it says that uh, I am not the Messiah, is his response. When they say, who are you? He says to them, I'm not the Messiah. But here's why I'm here. I'm here to make straight the paths. I'm here to prepare the way. I'm here to let you know of the coming attraction. So get ready. And you start nudging the person sitting by you, saying, that's one we got to go see. But then it also, he gives this air of excitement. Because he says, you know, I baptize with water, but the one coming after me, that one. If you think this is impressive, that one that's coming after me, that one. I'm not even worthy to untie the lace of his sandal. So John is a preview of the coming attraction. And in fact, in the Gospel of John, the whole rest of the Gospel works like a preview. Because soon after that, it cuts away to this scene where Jesus is at a wedding. And they actually run out of wine at the wedding. You know the story. And so when they ask, what are we going to do? There's no more wine. He says, bring me those jars of water. And they bring the jars of water to him. And he transforms the water into wine. So immediately we know that this coming attraction, this story about God's restoration of the whole world, it starts and we know it's going to be about transformation. Right from the beginning, water to wine. Not long after that, Jesus has a conversation with a woman who does not agree with him. And, of course, naturally, what Jesus brings up in this conversation with the woman that doesn't agree with him is the conversation you're never supposed to have at the Christmas dinner table. It's the conversation about religion and politics. This is what Jesus brings up with this woman. But by the end of the conversation, all of the animosity... And all of the tension that is there at the beginning. Because when Jesus shows up at the well, she asks him, who are you to ask me for a drink? You can hear the tension in the conversation. But by the end of that conversation, all the tension and all the animosity has gone away. In fact, there is such a kind of connection and reconciliation that happens, that the woman not only is excited about that conversation, that relationship, she goes home and tells all of her friends. And so in this scene, we get a preview that in God's story of restoration, that there is a healing of divisions among us. 
And then it goes on that Jesus has this encounter. He has an encounter with lots of people whose health is not very good. In fact, they can't function very well in life because their bodies don't quite work. And so he encounters actually a man whose legs don't work. And what we discover from the conversation is that this man, he's overlooked, he's passed by, and the best he can do to get by in life is to wait on other people to help him, those that actually do. He said, by the end of the story, he tells the man to get up. His legs work again. And in this story, we get a preview of God's story of restoration that he is going to provide healing and health to our bodies. All of the things that disturb you about your body, that don't make life enjoyable, that make it difficult, or make someone you love, it makes life hard on them, this is a preview of God's restoration when he's going to restore all health. Then there's a scene with 5,000 people, and they're in an open field, and they've been there a long time. And the question comes up, how are we going to feed all these people? And what it actually looks like is these scenes we've been seeing on the news of thousands of people lining up in, in, the, in the food bank line, waiting for food because there's not enough money and there's not enough food for them to get by. And that question actually comes up, where are we going to get all this money to buy all this food? Where are we going to find enough bread? Where are we going to find enough food? Where are we going to get enough money to provide for all these people? And by the end of the story, Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish. And not only does everybody have enough, that there are baskets full of food left over. In this little clip, we get a preview of God's story of restoration. It's a preview of God transforming our scarcity into abundance and there's absolutely enough for everyone then it cuts away and it shows these disciples they're out on a boat and they're trying to row actually row against the wind and the waves there's a storm that comes up and they're facing a headwind the water gets fairly choppy and they're really struggling to make their way to the other side. And amidst all the chaos in the open sea, along comes a man walking on the water. Almost seemingly unaffected by the wind and the waves, he calmly walks up to the boat. And when he does, we get a preview of God's restoration of transforming chaos into peace. Then he encounters a blind man. There's actually an argument that happens in this story about who sinned, the blind man or his parents. You remember this story? And in this story, there's this confusion that happens. But by the end of the story, the end of this scene, Jesus touches the man's eyes and he can see. And all of a sudden, we get a preview into God's restoration future, into his story of restoration, that in the midst of all of our confusion now, when Jesus shows up in the world, there is understanding and clarity. Finally, at the end of the preview... 
it shows Jesus actually weeping because his good friend Lazarus has died. In fact, he's been in the grave several days. It's not a good situation. And so Jesus goes to his friend Lazarus and he goes up to the grave and he rolls it away. And he says, come out, Lazarus. And in the midst of death, Lazarus is raised from the grave and there's new life. And we get this picture, this preview of God's restoration story about the kind of transformation that brings new life. When we come to these tables, as we do every single Sunday, we get a preview of God's story of restoration. But we just don't get a preview of God's story of restoration in some far out future. This is restoration that has already begun here and now. Because when the preview already comes out in the theater, the script has already been written, the characters you and I have already been chosen, and the final scene, the director says, cut. By the time the preview comes out, they're just making the final few preparations. Because at God's table, we get a preview of what is coming during this Christmas season. That's not just for the far future, that's coming right now into our lives. It's a preview of God's transformative power in our relationships, with our health and our bodies, moving from scarcity to abundance, providing peace out of chaos providing understanding out of confusion. It's the transformative power of God to raise the dead and bring new life. As we come to the table, this is a preview for you and I for what is just around the corner maybe even in 2024.